Hey everyone. Oh, did that even come in? <laughs> I don't You're snapping with your fucking old man broken brittle bones, Josh. Dude, and now I don't know if you heard me when you're messing with your shit, but now my tooth is all Did you see that? It's gone. A, a popcorn kernel. You look while you watching look... this movie. I'm like, "Wow, this movie is <laughs> motel it's... hell." And now my tooth feels like fucking hell. Ah! <laughs> 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 it's appropriate too because you're like you know talking about eating people and i think if you ate like chipped into a bone it would definitely fuck your teeth up right uh, oh but it didn't i i almost wish now that it lined up with like a weird part when they're eating some like beef jerky and yeah uh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> well i'm I, weird and morbid like that i mean <laughs> you're addicted to, to horror like like we are here so i'm rod and this this beautiful man with a uh, his wanking hand taken out is Josh, and uh, he was almost gonna get his his wrist taken off, but I mean uh, wrist cast taken off, but they didn't let him. They said no wanking I, for you yet, Josh. Oh yeah, you're you and I think my mom my mom were the only two people in the world to see that picture of my bare wrist yep. in between getting another cast put on. So it was pretty it was pretty horrifying. But you're Josh. And hey, yeah, I'm Josh. Hi. We're part of the Murder Moose Podcast Network. No, we're part of the Slashing Cast Podcast Network. And we've brought in reinforcements for this uh, crazy movie. Uh, my friend, continue from Twitch and like just a generally awesome person. What's up, friend? Hi. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. I, this is like as soon as someone goes, yeah, I'm real into horror. You were like, yeah, I'm real into horror. I'm like, like that number and then she's like yeah and i want to get uh i'm thinking about i'm like like been designing a uh horror tattoo sleeve and i'm like okay she's dope and all these things that meet the requirements of coming on here which is basically you want to come on here at that point but yeah yeah i've been wanting to come on since like you talked about it i was like man it's been a while since i've done a podcast and especially if we could go down this road this is gonna be awesome Yeah, it was like uh, we started talking about it, and then you went uh, you went to Florida, and I was on night shifts, and everything was fucking insane, and yeah, so it is. Uh, We're headed down the dirt road to head, uh, not that head, the other head. The, head. <laughs> the head. God, I mean the head, man. This uh, this movie was one of those movies. I think was one of the first things I watched. Uh, Brandon Tenold, uh, Ten Tenold, I think is his YouTube channel. The guy who. Is some reason like he's connected to all the uh, those horror documentaries that show up on Shutter and stuff. Uh, okay. He he does really cool movie like reviews, and I think this was one of the ones he was talking about. But this, I'm not even sure though. This movie is a pretty notorious in the like, not like B movie, but like the like, it's not a well known. I don't think it's a well known like. Like it wasn't marketed well, like yeah. marketed well at all, especially like for the budget that they had. Yeah, man, and it's funny because I picked up the uh, the Shout Factory version of this when we were uh, we, when we decided it was going to be this week, and that transfer that of the movie is fucking beautiful. Like it's it's real, it's a real pretty movie to look at, like that. Also, I think that uh, 
Rory uh, Calhoun plays the main character in this, uh, Vincent uh, Smith. He he was kind of known for being in B-movies, I think, is what really, I think, was one of those things that, like, this was his biggest movie, I think, is what I had heard somewhere with this. Um, but, man. Okay. But we before we dive completely into this, Ken, I, I want to say, you're a horror fan, and I saw your... Uh, your kind of initial drawings of your tattoo sleeve, your, uh, you got all the classics in there. You see Jason and Freddie and Michael. What, what is your, like, what is your, okay. First off, what's your favorite like horror movie of all time? Classic, uh, 1974, 76 Texas 70... Chainsaw Massacre. Nice. So, we just talked about the re- the new one, and a lot of people are hit or miss with that. A lot, like Josh and I had a lot of fun with it. We n- we never thought it was a great movie, but we had a lot of fun with it. But I think a lot of people like you who are just that's their their jam. They really really enjoy it. Are like, I think they get offended by what that movie is because it's more of a modern kind of slasher, not like the original, which was a. I mean. It's funny because when you you hear that Toby Hooper wanted to make a dark comedy when he made Texas and it wasn't didn't come across it like that and just scared the shit out of people. People were like he was like okay, I mean, you don't you don't think this is comedy and then he made Texas too. So like you then you see uh Motel Hell in between those two films and you go, "Oh yeah, they these these guys took it a little more like they wanted to make sure you knew that it was like, you know, kind of tongue in cheek, kind of like dark comedy at the same time. Right. Yeah. I read somewhere that when they were doing Motel Hell, that the, the concept was exactly as you stated. Sorry. I don't know why I interjected there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like 100%. And then when they did too, they pulled a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. I always found that really fascinating about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The, just the fact that it was initially supposed to be a comedy yeah. and, like just how if you watch it from that perspective and also if you watch it and you've seen Motel Hell, yeah. it's hilarious to piece the two together. Yeah. It, it's funny because before I'd ever even seen the second Texas Chainsaw, I listened to a podcast about it and they're like, yeah, this is a dark comedy. You have to go in like expecting that because it's one of those it's things. so zany. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's like if you go into a movie, especially, I mean, not all movies, but like, Oh, maybe I don't when you go to a movie and you expect one thing and get something else it can really be like it can fuck with you right like I remember going into the Evil Dead remake and kind of thinking that it was gonna be like goofy Evil Dead 2 Army of Darkness shit and it's just black you know like death and and like nothing is funny Jeff in that film I <laughs> fucking love that movie so much I did so, too like, yeah it, it's but that's where I I I feel like modern remakes or what it requels or whatever you want to call them nowadays because of Scream Five. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's where they should go with it. Yeah, if they want to have like a new grittier. But I don't know. Like, it's it's almost like what decade is it in, and how is it going to fit into the meta of what people expect now? Mm-hmm. And I feel like Texas Chainsaw, the one that we just got did that perfectly and i don't understand yeah. how or why it's getting so much slack it's almost just like there's too many people with pitchforks already so the rest of the people are like oh shit i forgot my pitchfork at home let me go get it and they yeah. they came and pitchforked beside everyone else and didn't have a brain of their own to be like you know what 
there was an actual Texas Chainsaw Massacre in a fucking bus, <laughs> and it was crazy. Yeah, and there were there were intestines hanging out of the window, <laughs> yeah. and cutting people in half, and yeah, it's it was funny because uh, our buddy Jerry Smith came on to talk to us about that, and he's literally on the Blu-ray cover of one of those films saying how he how much he liked it, like compared to the first one, and like we're all like. This is literally the first one of these films that is in Texas and has a chainsaw massacre, you know? <laughs> so it's it's funny, man. We just I we we're talking about we've talked about on this show how like a lot of people are just up in arms about ha- wanting to say everything is the worst ever, you know? And mm-hmm. we we heard that multiple times la- in the last year. Like Malignant is the worst horror movie ever. Halloween Kills is the worst horror movie ever. Uh, uh, fucking uh, <coughs> Texas <coughs> Chainsaw. Yeah, Josh didn't like. Josh really <laughs> didn't like Halloween Kills, but um, but yeah. So that's like it's just like I, it's that negativity. First I mean, one was so good. There was hey, okay, I but I will also defend it as well because there was its redeemable qualities, and I will always come back every time it even gets. Because I did overall didn't like it because of the amount of heavy handedness it felt doesn't yeah. mean that it still wasn't. I still didn't have fun seeing a character that I love seeing on film done well as well. Like yeah. they 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 have like a a grittier take to it as well. But then come on, that whole that whole hospital scene. I'm like, follow pump- me. And th- there was an actual pitchfork scene. <laughs> essentially in that fucking movie yeah. just like shut up cop i'm louder than you follow me and everyone's like okay it was <laughs> man that it, I, I can't wait to talk about the cop from motel hell by the way um can i have to ask you so like uh most people who like are real real horror fanatics we've t- well, like we it feels like most of us have been like addicted or like they just hooked very fairly early on were you like the same were you like into horror things like at an early age yeah i mean it's really interesting i remember watching stuff really young like gosh i don't even know when jeepers creepers came out the first one with justin long but like i remember it being on in the background and i remember like the most memorable horror movie i actually remember is motel hell yeah um because i found the vhs copy of it that my parents had buried in the bottom somewhere and my dad was like no you you can't watch that and then like a few weeks later he's like you know what actually let's watch that let's watch that as a as a family and i was like <laughs> okay and so we did and i was like this is wild and then like i was just kind of into it off and on and then um i saw like you know i watched horror throughout but i wasn't like super addicted or anything until the very first time i saw texas chainsaw massacre I got to see it in a big screen at a theater, and I remember everybody else had seen it before, apparently, because whenever he slings that metal door shut or open, I, like, shit my pants. I, like, jumped and screamed and lost it, and I was, from that second on, I was like, all right, let's go. Like, this is is where we're at now. (laughs) I, I, I remember 2003 vividly because of that. Well, that was the year I graduated from high school, but that was also... The year that came out and was like, who's Jessica Beale? Oh my God. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I'm talking like the original one. Our theaters do like the old school, like the 70s, oh, 80s yeah, movies. For sure. So yeah. I like it was it was it was something. <laughs> but yeah, then I did see that one. And then the 
The other one that I really like as far as the franchise goes is one of the newer ones. Not the, I mean, the newest one is okay. It's pretty good. Like it has its its perks and everything. Yeah. Um, but the one where it describes his childhood was is that Leatherface? Is that Leatherface? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's the one Jerry's on the cover of talking about how much like he liked it. Uh it's it's See, funny. Has that ever happened to you though? Like the in your city, like the the movies coming back at like one of your well maybe not at the alamo but like do you have like a an art house theater that brings stuff back we have like a smaller one in like the downtown core that like gets the original prints that has the original trailers still attached to it and stuff in like 16 millimeter whatever and uh that was the that was the accident that i went to the cannibal holocaust because we thought oh it was, my god you didn't thought know it was, we, I didn't know. Like my buddy was like, "Hey, let's go see Zombie Holocaust," and I was like, "Okay." And then I was like, "It doesn't say Zombie Holocaust. It says Cannibal. Well, whatever." And then we sit down in this packed theater of people that are obsessed with this movie, and I'm like, "What the hell's happening?" And they're like, "Yeah," <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, you're weird. Like yeah. this is really fucked up." <laughs> that, that's still one of those movies I refuse to watch because the animal cruelty, the killing of animals. I don't want to see that, and I'm just like to see it, that in theaters by accident yeah. with people that are like, "That's the crowd." Yeah. I'm like, "This is not. Yep, no, nope. this is not for me." Yeah, I, it's it was pretty brutal. I think the only one of the really old, the oldest movie I've ever seen in theaters, we went and saw Jaws. We had, uh, Alamo did like a 4th of July party and you got Jaws and they give you like poppers for like when Jaws blew up and stuff like that. Like, you know, the ones that little streamers pop out. Uh, That was pretty dope. It was fun. Um, That makes me want to do one of the Rocky Horror Picture Show live action things so bad. Yeah. (laughs) They do that with the room too, um, with like spoons and stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. What's his name? Tommy uh, Wiseau. Well, no, the guy who wrote the oh, okay. book, the stereo or whatever. Yeah. What's his? I fucking forget his name. He brought the room to Calgary and then did like a reading of like a even worse script with like yeah. actors on this on the stage, and then we watched the movie and did the spoons thing with him in the crowd. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I didn't see that movie until a couple years, like three or four years ago, and I'm like. This movie is the perfect bad movie. I know why it's as like culty as it is because that movie is just like, that's what makes movies, man. Like when you are trying to make a good movie, like, and you care and you like, as long as it's not boring, boring is the fucking worst trait you can have in a movie. And, and just like that followed by pretentious as, as we know from watching I, sharks of the corn, but I heard they could actually make that movie into 3d because he was so weird with that movie. He recorded the movie with two cameras simultaneously yeah. at the same time, one in film and one digital in digital. Yeah. yeah. So like they could actually piece it together and potentially make like a 3D cut of it. <laughs> but like I I love talking about older movies on this show too, because like we we have been kind of gearing it more towards the new stuff. Because there's been we've been kind of lucky, man. We, yeah. We've had horror is like in the spotlight again. It's it's a thing that's making money for the the production houses, so they're yeah. funding more horror. And uh, I feel like the '80s was the the mecca of horror, and then we kind of the '90s wasn't as good, no. <laughs> and then the 2000s was whatever. But I feel like we're we're getting to a point where we're getting insanely good filmmakers 
appreciating it like they once did in yeah. the 80s as the art form it is and yeah this i don't know getting nostalgic about horror is, is fun well i think like there's definitely something with that like being more campy i feel like is important because yeah. like a lot of people are like oh i hate campy but like that's important like you yeah. need that little that little bit not not in every horror movie obviously but in like uh, if you're gonna do something that's it's got to have some of that. Like, if you don't have something a little cringy, then what do you have? A gore fest, yeah. which is fine, too. One of, one of the favorite things Josh and I have on this podcast that is mentioned weekly is Psycho Gore Man, which is, yeah. if you've never heard of it, or I'll send you a trailer later, Ken, but it I'll is... Just watch it right now. Just stop everything <laughs> you're doing. Fuck, fuck you. Then get back to me. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you guys, I'm leaving. But uh, it is like, it's an alien that was like, you know, a little girl controlling an alien ruler that was trying to take over the world, and it's just with a little budget, but just it's got so much. It's campy, but it's also so much heart that it's the movie is perfect, and the humor is great, and it's just it's wonderful. It's and perfectly it, Canadian, yeah. It's perfectly. It, it's <laughs> it's a it's a bunch of filmmakers that I've seen like all pretty much everything else that they've created like together or with their own production houses as well, and it's it just they. have They've done it. They've found a way to, they've just knocked yeah. it out of the park and it's so fun and ridiculous and campy and gory. And yeah, yeah. it has everything that, I don't know. It just felt like a big, huge high five to like everything that I've loved in film and comedy and horror yeah. all, all mixed into one. This this year has been really good for horror already. And then we got X coming out on Friday, which... Yeah. It's got the Texas Chainsaw Massacre comparisons already. It's the the thing that keeps coming up. Texas I've heard Chainsaw, it's right? Just amazing. Yeah. Um, Southwest, Southwest. I wish I was there. Yeah, Freddie was there, and he was uh, he, he was seeing a bunch of stuff uh, from uh, Nightlights, uh, who we had on for. What did he come talk about? He came and oh, talked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he came and talked about. We talked about Nighthouse. Have you seen Nighthouse, right. Ken? I have not. Oh God, that movie is wonderful. It's, it's real, really real well good. Done. Yeah, it's minuscule budget, but the f the film is just it's real cool. It's it's really well shot and and edited. It's it's great. I just the first time I watched it, I've done this two times in my life where I I lose someone in my life and then go and watch a movie the next day in horror that has something related to like that. You know, like uh, my grandma passed away and then I went to her funeral and the day after I had screener passes to go see Hereditary. And I was like, a movie oh, about wow. bad grandmas? Ah, what the fuck is this? And then I, uh, the day after my brother-in-law passed away from cancer, I, I watched The Night House and it was like, I'm like, ah, like a, a, a wife you know kind of dealing with loss, yeah. Dealing with loss and I'm like, ah, I was just like consoling my sister and what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> this is yeah. too close to home. Uh. Well, Canvas, one of the things we talk about too is like how horror has the capability of like going into really different and unique places because of like the expectations and the, what the genre can do. Like you can turn like alcoholism. If you, if like antlers, we talked about a little bit ago, like turns like child abuse into like a real, someone abusing a child is a real monster. Right. And stuff like that. It's where like, you can use subjects in horror and then like translate them. So it's an easier topic to like transcend and not everyone's going to go, Oh, okay. 
this is this a lot, a lot of people are going to see antlers and go oh it's just a monster movie but then you look at it like from that like you pull back a little bit and you're like oh they're using this monster as a you know it, they're it's, not doing it heavy-handed like, yeah either, like so it, it, kind yeah. of are you getting along the lines of like the babadook and stuff yeah. like that yeah, yeah. Like, elevated like, i guess we could yeah. call yeah. it almost right yeah. well it's just it's how everything is like you know texas chainsaw was about going after like the meat industry right like they were that was like what he really wanted to do with like the, that original film and then the motel hell fucking amp set up like you know even crazier um and then you go see texas chainsaw 2 which ramps it up even more and you're like there's like it's that kind of stuff where you just like you can hide that message behind a monster or like someone crazy or just like it's it it gives you that capability because like if you're gonna do a drama where you do something like approach us like a that heavy subject you're going well, this is a very heavy subject and it's going to be like, you know, people are going to go in and know what it is. I think it's just a, it's a, just a little bit lighter of a way you can approach these things. And I feel like horror can talk about subjects that not every genre could talk about, right? You know, it's, you have, go back to things like I Spit on Your Grave, which goes off about like, you know, you know rape and, and revenge and all these things. And you can't do a fucking comedy about that kind of stuff, right? It's like horror can do anything because of the genre and both like the lack of expectations and also the, the capabilities of doing really out there crazy stuff. Right. Well, and like, I think it gives some of the characters kind of like what you mentioned a justification. So like in American Mary, you know, it gives her the justification to transfer. Like, I don't know if, have you guys seen American Mary? I have not. I've seen, I've seen ginger snaps with her, but. But I love Ginger Snaps. Ginger See, Snaps is a since, well. That's the like the movie they actually teach in Calgary because the filmmakers are from the like program at yeah. State in Calgary. So I've followed her career, and I don't know. I I have a thing for Canadians, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, what uh, I, I mean. I would assume that it's kind of similar to how Ginger Snaps is about like becoming a woman right it's about becoming the changes and what it does to you as like a human being and then you're seeing that through the lens of a werewolf movie right well so american mary is a little bit different um she goes through something super traumatic which Mm. alters her entire life course you know of course you know horror um but it takes her down a path that like i feel like you know you you can almost justify her behavior and her actions Mm -hmm. Because of the fact that she's been through this super traumatic event, like you mentioned, I, yeah. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, because like it's such a good movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I agree completely. It's it's one of those films that's on my list, and as like I've gone back into trying to hit up, you know, films I haven't seen. Like Ginger Snaps was one of those things, and then like American Mary was one of the ones that was probably like you know a little bit further down the line that I haven't hit up yet, but. It is definitely something I need to check out because I've heard the praises for that film for a long time now. So, um, I mean, you could just also throw in something really random that makes things easier to digest would yeah. be like the movie Teeth. You know, yeah. I yeah. mean, just that concept in general. <laughs> yeah. I, it's so funny. I've talked to so many people about that movie and because of just the concept of it, they're like, 
fuck no i don't want to watch i'm like it's hilarious though it's so funny like yeah. well, i saw look- <laughs> a, i saw a tweet today where somebody was like oh the idea of of uh Vagina Dentata is so awful, but yet guys will ask for, I don't know how far I can go on this podcast. Oh, no, you can say whatever the Uh, fuck you, no, no. Okay, cool, cool. So then, you know, but guys will ask for blowjobs, but like, you've got, (laughs) they're like, no, 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 we don't want to mess with Vagina Dentata. So, anyway, sorry. No, you're... Can, you can say as long as you don't start like you should hear what Rod says. <laughs> I mean, one of the re- ways there. one of the ways me and Ken became friends was she saw she saw my uh, she found my clip of me talking about eating ass in aisle seven. Josh, so it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> Rod is uh, infamously the the expert on eating ass on the I am. internet. So. I am. I have a. Uh, Ooh, I have some a, people that might challenge you. I mean, I, I probably. Probably, but like I, I, I'm very open about it and very like I am I I take the flag of ass eating and I put it into there and I wave it around, you know? I wave it around. So it it's it's funny though, because like it's like Murder all, moves. Dude, by the way, playing Elden Ring, which is making me uh crazy, there's a giant like dead moose that is like you have to fight at some point, Josh. And, and K- KPP was in my chat when I was fighting it, and it was kind of uh, appropriate, but like uh, it made me think of you while I was streaming. So, um, a giant murderous moose, a giant murderous moose. Um, Katie Peters, oh my god, that Katie Peters who loves the 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 sharks, man. Oh, we can't wait till we talk about. We sh- actually have a good one coming up. I'm excited. Shark Week will be back soon. Nice. We are. Uh, there is a Shark Dracula movie coming out. Uh, can no, we're, we're not doing that one. No, we're, we're, no, no. no. <laughs> um, would it freak you guys out if I told you I had a Sharknado bobblehead? No. What? That's sweet. Somewhere in this pile of stuff, I got it when I used to be subscribed to Horror Block back in the day when it existed. Did have... you get fucked over by them as well? Because yes. I I got fucked over for f- the last four months of my subscription. Yes. Like I had like an unboxing section on my YouTube channel that started to like do kind of well because of the, well, just the horror niche of it and, and stuff. And I loved those boxes. I hated the t-shirts mostly, but yeah, uh, way too many red ones. Who the fuck wears red shirts? Give me a black shirt. This is a horrible. Exactly. <laughs> Mike, as, as I redid my wardrobe over the last couple years, I, I go with all black craft stuff. And I'm like, oh, great. I keep forgetting that I have a white French bulldog who f- sheds like there's no tomorrow. So I always look like I'm just covered in gizmo hair because he just comes off real fast. And he's just like French bulldogs shed a lot they're like it's like the same thing as like little pugs and shit like that right that like shed all the time so that's okay because it's cute yeah gizmo's the fucking best but is there any boxes that actually still exist because i heard a lot of them just started like going bankrupt i know of hemper and that's from hanging out in uh classy katie's channel where you get bong shit and like weed of, and stuff in there's your... a lego set box that's not authorized by lego but it's called brick loot oh that's cool oh, nice. <laughs> sorry ken, ken is <laughs> real into lego is so expensive how would they ever make money off of that well so they do like custom i'm pretty sure they're like custom prints and then like oh. you know they they custom print their bricks and then they do have like unique minifigs and then they do a shirt and 
I don't think they put any lighting kits in them, but um, they're pretty they're pretty cool. Uh, I haven't gotten one yet, but like I keep seeing them online and I'm like, I really want to subscribe to that because that looks really cool. Yeah. All the loot crate stuff went real bad, though. Like I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, it was like my wife had a, I think she had a Harry Potter one or something at one point, And it was like that she was getting fucked over real like that. You just like you guys were talking about. They were just like you pay for six months of it. And then they're like, yeah, we're out of business. And like. You are like, but yeah. you owe me like four months of shit left. Oh, it's okay. It's, it's just. I, I yeah. subscribed for two years and yeah. they went at, went out of business, uh, I think, with five or six months left of my second year still. And Damn. they never gave me a refund or anything. So I was like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. <laughs> it's man. It doesn't surprise me. It's like you can as soon as you declare bankruptcy, your your ability to bend your customer over and fuck them in the ass like is well i i had someone comment on the video i made about it on my youtube and they said i i literally drive past the building in i guess they were in ontario i didn't even know they were they're canadian i didn't know that yeah so they their place was in ontario and it took forever for the boxes to get to me that's probably because they use canada post infamously slower than anything in the world (laughs) but uh they're, they're like I literally drove past that building every day on my way to work and I saw your video and I drove past it and they were like, yesterday they were there today. It's completely empty and they're gone. And I'm like, what? Like overnight, midnight fucking peace. We're gone. Like, yeah, sketchy. That shit's all sketchy, man. It really is. (laughs) Okay. They they tried to do a streamer box at one point that I had been included in yeah and we kept telling them it was a bad idea and they were like no it'll be good and then they moved to like something else and i was like okay i'm out goodbye (laughs) (laughs) that man it is i mean you know about this can like the the whole like targeting of streamers is especially like nowadays where you're like trying to get people to who are desperate to become like big time streamers like and will do anything. That's like the whole want to become famous, you know, bullshit. Oh, the, yeah, like that kind of crap, right? And like so, that, that giveaway bullshit that's going on right now where that guy was like, oh, well, yeah. they don't check the boxes. That, well, that, for, com- that whole like- company went out of business, by the way, because they, uh, I don't know if you saw, they basically when they got called out for being assholes, someone looked into it and they had real uh, bad practices with paying their taxes or there's like some tax evasion shit in they that that, that's called karma yeah yeah but the the bad thing was is that there were like 60 people that worked for him and they were just like as of right now there is a pay freeze sorry uh yeah yeah man i that is it sucks because that's such a case of like the the asshole head of the things whose ego just uh, destroying people's lives i think like most of those people got jobs somewhere else thank god but it's like because it's like there's a bunch of those companies now especially now because with the inability to find video cards anywhere right on the open market like this is like their their like only way to get pcs anymore and those kind of things are just like I know a lot of them, like Meta came out last year and then that th- was funny when Facebook tried to change their name to Meta. I, I still don't know how that exactly ended up, <laughs> you know, transitioning over, but like- Because they're Facebook, they're bigger. They have, they do it Facebook has all the money, all the money. And I know, Ken, you like your uh, your cryptoids and shit, uh, the, mar- uh, what do you call them? 
if anyone's a lizard person on this planet, that motherfucker oh, is one him. of them. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Watching him give his uh, testimony during that hearing was yeah. just like, oh my gosh, you, yes. I I always wanted to see him do the Barty Crouch thing where he just sticks his tongue out. Like, yes. <laughs> like he's like, he has. Or just like licks his eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or just oh, his eyes, eyes do the sideways split thing. Yeah, yeah. Can you you're uh, you're being into the the all that stuff is pretty uh, cool because I, I it all that stuff I always find interesting and like uh, I know you're you've been like you talk about Mothman tattoo and how close are you in because you're in Tennessee right How close are you to like that's in West Virginia right. Oh my God, are you ready for this? So, okay, there is a Mothman Museum in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which is one of the first sighting locations of the Mothman. There's Uh also um, an explosion area. Um, I'm about like four to six hours from Point Pleasant. I have been to the Mothman Festival. I've been to the museum. I have stayed at the hotel across the street from the museum, which is creepy as heck. You get a skeleton key to open your room. All the rooms are open until you get into them and you have a front key to the building. It is amazing. It is the creepiest place I've ever stayed. And I love it. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. I get really excited because Mothman and Point Pleasant are like my jam. No, you I, being I excited is cool. Mothman, I, I follow this uh, graphic designer that does like exclusively his own versions like uh alt posters and stuff and mm-hmm. he just posted like a crazy one for the moth band and i just literally saw randomly today so now i'm going to uh at you so you can check her out it's, it's awesome uh did you like the richard gear movie no <laughs> <laughs> so, so being so is there a new one coming out is that why he's making this I don't know. I don't think so. I think that a lot of a lot of the recent hubbub around Mothman, which is again very popular in Point Pleasant, they've had the festival for years, but a lot of like the excitement that kind of generated towards cryptids as a whole recently stemmed from Fallout seventy six, and because there's so like there's so much there's so many different cryptids that are included in there because there are there is such a uh, a cryptid following in West Virginia but yeah. they just recently finished um the month of the mothman or the night of the mothman oh, event okay. so it may have been that cuz it was like 2 weeks in February uh-huh. um so it's possible that there was more like more attraction drawn to it also i've noticed a lot of people are starting to move towards interest in mothman which is cool to be uh, yeah. so I had never cool merch. I'd never heard of it before the movie, but that was like that was like the early two thousands, I think that that came out right, and so it yeah. was it was interesting, but like it was an interesting introduction to the whole thing, right? It's we talked about it though, like it's always the it's the always the as soon as they go based on a true story, you start going, ah, I don't know about that because that's like you get the whole like Texas Chainsaw Massacre where they say it was based on a true story and it was based off of Ed Gain Gain. Gin or whatever the fuck his name was and uh stuff like that and like you see things like wolf creek which was based off those disappearances in australia and the guy that like the his two women he was with disappeared but they like half the movie is like torture porn for those two and like this guy doesn't actually know what happened to any of them supposedly so it's like it's a lot of that stuff where it's like they go based on a true story and then they take it Uh, katie peters talked about the the alien abduction movie with uh my Mia Jolovich and how like 
that town like sued the shit out of them because they were like, oh, this <laughs> happened here based on the true story. So yeah. it's it's always like, oh, no. you go. Point eh. Pleasant straight up like embraced it. They yeah. they they love it. Um, there's a pizza place there that does a Mothman pizza. Um, it is shit. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's stores that sell like Mothman balls and they're like chocolate malt balls or whatever. Uh-huh. Um. But yeah, no, that town has embraced the heck out of it. And then when yeah. Fallout came through, um, there's a there's a, so the the White Springs Resort in Fallout seventy six that's in West Virginia. Um, it's actually the Greenbrier Resort, and they came through and like stayed, and uh, the whole state like seems to have fully embraced it. There's yeah. stuff all over the place for it, and it's great. Yeah, and it just I, I, like, brings in money. You mentioned, right? yeah. But you mentioned Ed Gein, and I think it's interesting because there's so many notorious horror villains yep. that are based off of him yep. in so many different facets. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's it, he. Him was like obviously Leatherface, and then like I forget what else. What other things like they've like linked to him, but like there's a lot of like, you know, horror films that you go when they go based on a true story, it links back to him because he was just, Mm -hmm. he's such like a notorious American. Like, I mean, it's weird when you're using human skin for like fucking lamps and shit. Like he was. Yeah. (laughs) So I, and it's funny because like, uh, uh, if I live in Colorado and there's the overlook and I was there, uh, I think it was like in 2020, I went maybe. Oh, it goes so bad. It is, it's nothing like the place in the movie, obviously, right? And, but it was, they, 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 it's the same kind of thing. They're like, yeah, come, like, you could wander around, like, it's haunted and stuff like that, and you can stay there and stuff like that. So they kind of embrace it too. But it's one, it's not in as much in the mountains, and two, it's way, it's like there's a whole town. Like, we were there during like the, I think it was like the summer of 2020, and it was like, there's still like, tons of people going around like in the middle of covid and we're like okay (laughs) too much much shit going on right now wasn't it the the overlook was the outside shoot for the shining and then they shot the inside somewhere else or was it the other way around i think it was that was what it was supposed to be yeah i think that they based it off of and i think that might have been that that hotel was more i think more in the middle of nowhere back in like 1981, I think was the one that came out, right? Or 80. Uh, so that might've been it too. But like now it doesn't look anything like that, right? So, uh, and speaking of hotels in the middle of nowhere, let us dive in to Motel L. Um, <laughs> Josh, this movie came out in 1980, 141 minutes, but can you read a synopsis for us? Motel Hell, a seemingly friendly farmer and his sister kidnap unsuspecting travelers and bury them alive, using them to create the special meat they are famous for. Man, it takes all kinds of critters (laughs) to make Farmer Vincent's fritters. Yeah, the man, this movie is bonkers in in a good way, right? Uh, I. Like I said, I'd never seen it, and yeah, the uh, it is it, you can see the similarities. Uh, w- when we were talking about, Ken was like, "Watch Texas Chainsaw again before you watch this." And I'm like, "Okay," and I half paid attention because I was like really out of it when I was watching it. But you can see that the the 
the similarities the yeah the influence the similarities and like a lot of the stuff um it well, it's, it's funny because it in ways that it seems like this movie might have inspired Texas Chainsaw 2 like the with the you know that kind of suave old uh, like you know older man who's like running around cooking and nobody thinks that they could be doing anything wrong kind of thing right um but can what is what what is it that you personally love about this film so much? I really just I love the like I said before, like it does have like that that close to home, close to heart thing since it was so, you know, present in my early years or whatever. Yeah. But I find it just I found the whole concept hilarious um i thought like the whole thing was just like oh my gosh i'm supposed to be scared but this is so funny yeah and like exactly oh my gosh we're gonna (laughs) like yeah (laughs) it's just the whole thing i just i just found it hilarious and then like as i got older like i said you know i'm a huge texas chainsaw massacre fan so when i when i got to thinking about it and then i started looking and i was like oh my gosh these comparisons are so good yeah um so it's just it's such a can't be such a just, it's just good. It's just good. It's I, terrible and it's good. I, I I have to keep telling. I have to tell you because I keep forgetting uh, while we're talking. Uh, I always view uh, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre as a home invasion film, and that Leatherface was like doing nothing wrong. He was just sitting there minding his own business. And these goddamn teenagers come to his house and they're just like attacking him, and he's just scared. That's all. Leatherface. Yeah. Leatherface is just scared, and that he, he didn't do anything wrong. He he's just he a, was just. Just a, doing what his family told him to do, and he yeah. was—he's a good get boy. Out of my house. <laughs> Besides that motherfucker in a wheelchair who just asks for it, that that dude just doesn't <laughs> shut up. And it, let's let's be real. It, it, that was just like <laughs> no. Um, I I had to say, man, this film is—it's shot. It doesn't seem like it had that big of a like a area. Like they they found like this motel or something in the middle of like nowhere. It seems like, and they just completely embraced it it's this weird like this film feels like like if the texas chainsaw people like moved into the middle of like virginia or or kentucky like you know you're more towards the east coast area of the country and they're like just like set up shop in the middle of like you know totally bumfuck nowhere kind of stuff right like instead of the middle of texas it's in the middle of like whatever and uh i the characters in this movie are kooky. The, uh, the, the. I want to know my one. I think one of my biggest questions after watching this film is, how did this dude who just smokes meat all the time come up with these fucking like hypnotizing weird like? Uh, oh my god! Yeah, Those like are adventures the best <laughs> ever. Like. That and his sister, his sister. How the fuck did his sister figure out how to fucking cut people's vocal cords? Like, I don't think that's a fucking. Like, there's a whole thing <laughs> online about how his sister plays, um, like she plays the dumb role, but like she's so so superiorly intelligent and yeah. like all this stuff. And I was like, where do you even pull that from? Yeah, I. It's funny because I thought she was his. I I don't know if I missed something. I thought he those two were married for like the longest time until the. Uh, it's because they're creepy. Yeah, exactly. Until the 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 girl that 
he rescued tried to like kiss him and with her titties hanging out. <laughs> just, <laughs> was, was she being drugged the whole time? Is that what was happening? That she like ran or was it just the like, I oh, think you fall in love with your captor? I think it was the yeah, savior. Was yeah, the savior kind of like Stockholm syndrome kind of thing. Like they, right. they, because let's be fair, they were really nice to her. They were like, yeah, they were. They were like, "Hey, we just uh, we, we we made some beef jerky with your boyfriend. Uh, you want to hang out here?" <laughs> it's, it's she like... just she she flopped her or flip flopped pretty quick though. It's just like, "Oh, yeah. he's dead. Why'd you bury him? I love you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like okay. In our that's why I thought the entire fucking film. I thought the sheriff was in on it until like the like the very end because you're sitting there going. This motherfucker is sitting there like hanging out with the 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 family and like it seems like the the dude is like fifth is in his 50s or so 60s whatever and then like the sister and the uh, the sheriff are way closer to age and the sheriff's like I'm glad I left when I did and I'm like huh like I I also I, I laugh at the like the concept of the uh how there are like you know they're making all this smoked meat and there are like eight pigs on the farm. Like, how are they yeah. making that much meat? With like, <laughs> with like, they had like eight pigs. Uh, they're all cut up already. Uh, yeah. You see how many heads were in that shed? There was a lot of pigs hanging, man. There was a lot of pig, pig heads. Yeah. yeah. I mean, then he puts on the pig head. Where was he which looking? Is, which is really interesting. <laughs> Sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah. What is he looking through on that? Uh, no, yeah. It's really interesting because people online talk about, you know, if if they would have had more marketing that that probably would have been one of the other, you know, grandfathers of horror. Yeah. And that would have been a significant piece that every, you know, horror collector would have. Now, granted, yeah. I think Saw kind of has the pig head thing, but. Yeah. Well, we, we just watched a, a movie a couple weeks ago called blood fest. And one of the, like the, it was like a horror convention kind of thing where like they end up killing everyone. But like, they had pig guys in mass, and I think of things like Manhunt. If you ever did, you ever play Manhunt, Ken? Uh, yes. Like the, the the there were pighead guys in that. Like yeah. it, it was like it's a pretty like notorious thing. And you're right, Saw kind of took over that that role uh for a while. And I at this point though, I don't know how many people associate that with Saw because it was more like the earlier Saws, right? It feels like it's been a while since I watched all the Saws, but um, yeah, I, I still think yeah, it's pretty. I think that that what ends up being associated with Saul Moore is the is the puppet, right? Like the, with the, the little swirly things on his face, and yeah, the tricycle, yeah. Which they, what did they? Fuck, man! I I was so disappointed in 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 Spiral and how it was supposed to be this like different, uh, this different was... take, and it wasn't. It was just... Josh and I, I both saw coming a mile away. Yeah. I was so. Uh, I was like, as soon like as a bad episode of CSI. Yeah, as soon as I saw the fucking partner, I'm like, oh, that's the killer. And guess what? It was the it was the killer. He's <laughs> just like, oh no. Um, I love, but I I I I like that Chris Rock came with like an enthusiasm. Yeah, he was like, no, I have this idea and I want to produce it, and you know, like that's cool that a lot of comedians. I, I don't know if it's the whole Jordan Peele thing, but like comedy and having that comedic timing and then understanding horror and having that like scare timing mm -hmm. and like understanding that it 
a one, two, three scare over and over and over again is going to stop working. So to like switch it up, it's about the timing. If you're doing jump scares or the fake out, there's other tropes you can use. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, they're the tie in to comedy I, and horror. Is, I think is it's. Fun. It's just building up, right? Like horror and comedy both have that thing where they like, it's like building up to something, right? Like it building up to a scare or building up to a, like the, like a joke, like, you know, paying off and just like laughing your ass off. It's like, even with like how some of the things that like Chappelle, you know, Chappelle's kind of like rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, including myself the last, you know, whatever years, but like some of his specials before he did that shit where he would like set up a joke at the beginning of the special and then pay the joke off at the end of the special kind of stuff. Right. It's like that kind of thing where it's like, it's all about the payoff for both genres. And like, that is why I think people like Danny McBride also like coming in and doing the alien movies and stuff like that. It just works because they have that and they know, you know, they know that timing basically is how it kind of pulls over. Um, isn't he uh, producing all the Halloween ones as well? I think so. Yeah, his it's like his production. He has something to do with like the production of it, so he's getting paid shit tons of money for that too. So, um, Love I it. I have to say, man, I I really, 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 really enjoy the the like specifically uh, Vincent Smith character, who's the the guy making all the all the. Uh, beef jerky yeah the beef jerky and i He's love like how the suaveness to him yeah it's like you kind of expect like he kind he's kind of dressed like a country dude right and like with the you know his overalls and stuff because he's working on a farm but every time he talks to people he's got that like suave like yeah i'm uh you know i'm good at what i do ha <laughs> and he like he takes your guard down like even his brother who's the sheriff doesn't know how long he's i think I think this motherfucker, his biggest problem was, I don't know why, it seems like he kind of picked up his, like, murder spree. Like, he killed, that motherfucker has more kills in this movie than, like, any, like, Jason movie or anything like that. Like, Friday movie or Friday, like, this motherfucker killed, like, 25, I don't know if I know what the exact death count is, but he's killing people the entire film. Like, the entire film, and just, like, dump. The just thing keeping that he, them buried. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, that too. That that's like the the campy part of this movie is that they keep them like alive as like a garden <laughs> of heads, which is like <laughs> super ridiculous. But I feel like the thing they had over top of all the other uh, like mass murderers and uh, is they had a way to dispose of and yeah. still create. It, it was the thing creating their income and yeah. making them famous, but it was also disposing of the bodies in a way that uh would continue make yeah. let them continue whereas like other killers they're just they're i don't know they, they don't have that figured out yeah. right so <laughs> it's man what was that uh the vicious vicious fun the movie with the the all the serial killers that were yeah. they're like they're like how the each one of them gets rid of the bodies and it's obviously the creepy old dude who's got the best like plan to do all that shit um i have to ask can what's your what's your theory on why they keep him in the ground for like whatever like they have the whole like he's not ready yet kind of thing they're fattening them is the that whole what, thing is they're fattening them okay. yeah which is interesting though because like i mean if you think of like well, I mean, they're making sausages as well as jerky and stuff. But yeah. yeah, so they're fattening them and they're, you know, softening that tissue and it's those like, muscles. It's like veal, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like veal. Okay. That's like, 
I was kind of thinking that was what they were doing, but like, I I love it because like you finally get to see like most of the way through the movie how they actually kill him, and they pull they pull out the the weird uh, <laughs> <laughs> the like they're like hypnotizing him, and like they they can they. So hypnotize them that they're going it basically it's like heaven's gate or something like that like we're gonna go get uh picked up by the mothership now <laughs> and it's just they break all their necks and you're just like i was kind of, you know when that happened i was kind of expecting them to pull their heads off but that was like oh you don't want um it's what what i, what I think is a, a thing that like you ever hear the theory that like your meat will like pick like if you dump a bunch of fear like if you're scared when you die like you pump adrenaline oh. and, and adrenaline like you know ruins meat right like it's what yeah. it's supposed to be I think so I think that was another thing that was kind of a, a like a cool little like oh these guys are like he talks about what he doesn't want anybody to suffer but he's like but they still they still need the meat and. It's funny because it's like it's not. It's very like okay. This it was just like a very matter of fact. We're, we're gonna these people are you know whatever, and uh, they're meat and uh, I I do laugh though. Like he's selling those boxes for two ninety nine. I think he said at the at, in the movie, and it was just like I know this is forty two years ago, but I'm like that seems like a good deal. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I love that's your takeaway from it. Yeah. Man, that's a steal. That's a steal. <laughs> it's two ninety nine for all that beef jerky. Uh I I And man. a bumper sticker. Yeah, the bumper yeah, sticker. Yeah, don't forget the bumper sticker. The bumper sticker that he puts on his car without asking him. He's like, Here, yeah. I got this bumper sticker for you. And I just terrified your kids for life. Have yeah. a good day. <laughs> well, those little fucking girls are running around in the, the, the slaughterhouse and like what were they expecting? I mean, they were gonna find candy in there. They were like they were like this is where the fucking pigs get murdered and shit, right? Uh man. I, just, uh, I love that scene though. Oh, I'll I'll calm your girls down. <laughs> and then <laughs> what the hell? And everyone thinks it's the funniest shit in the world. They're like he he! This mo- whole movie has this weird, like it's kind of like a dream quality, right? Like it's very yeah. like, because everyone's like just a little off, just not like they're not all like completely like the cop. A lot of eighties movies like that, though. So yeah. I felt like it was almost just like, you know, like in the eighties there was only whatever came before it. So mm-hmm. there's not. I feel like nowadays. You have to be so perfect and everything has to be so like yeah. you can't get away with like the bad acting that's happening in this movie in some parts and that what you're talking about, that like kind of offness. Yeah. It almost felt like I've seen that before in other eighties movies or, or earlier movies that it's just like, man, you just you can't get away with that type of filmmaking anymore. But it's it that's what makes it more nostalgic for me to watch these because yeah. it's like <laughs> it's more fun. Cause it's like, is was that the best take? <laughs> my, in, I think the perfect example of that is the scene where the couple uh, like comes in and rents a room when like they yeah. the the sister forgot to put the no uh, no vacancy sign on, and they walk in and the guy is wearing like like he's cross dressing but he's got like a bra and panties on but then he's got like this weird plastic dress on top of it and they're like these motherfuckers are here to party and i'm like what the fuck is happening because the guy is getting dressed you don't know he's dressed in this outfit yet and like this woman's got a whip and is just whipping random shit in the hotel 
stuff. <laughs> You're like, what are you so doing? So good with that whip, though. Yeah. It was hilarious. Oh, she's <laughs> very good. And you know, this motherfucker comes out of that fucking closet in or the, the bathroom, and you know this motherfucker's turned on because he's like, oh, yeah, I'm in my little, I'm in my pretty outfit, and this this lady is ready to go. And these two come in, and they're like, Okay, we're down. We'll we'll fucking we'll do whatever you guys want. They're like, you're into BDSM, and I'm like, one. How many people knew what BDSM was in 1980? Um, right? Because <laughs> like, the BTK killer was like in in the 70s and into the 80s. I the early 80s, I think, is when they got caught him. But um, I'm like, man, they were just they were just going for it with this scene, and uh, they it. it it reminds me of the gas. It reminds me of what the fuck is that movie with Dennis Hopper where he's like running around doing, he's like a villain and he's running around uh, doing weird gas the whole time. I don't even know what that movie was that uh, offhand, but it, the, it's just crazy. The gas, man, like the gas is crazy. They're like just knocking everybody out with gas. And I, I, I just, it just everyone, everything. Wait, that's not nitrous. No, no. He's like, she, yeah, he goes, oh yeah, it's not laughing gas. It's you smell it and then we laugh. So that's why he calls it laughing gas. What Kent, what is your favorite scene in this entire film? Uh definitely when they pull when they put the spitters out. Yeah. Before they break their necks and drag them out with the tractor, with the nooses around them. Like yeah. the whole thing is so vivid. Yeah. Um yeah, <laughs> I and all the acting of everyone that's in the hole. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it was very zombie like, right? Like it is very yeah. like zombie. Like the whole second half, especially of the when f- they get out and yeah, like, when the guy gets out and he's like, also. I thought it was kind of ironic watching this movie right now where they, they take out the, like, I think they must have been a punk rock band with, like, Ivan and the the comrades or, or whatever they were called that that uh, they he takes out, like, some way into the movie and they bury all of them and they're just crazy Russians with... The one dude's got the worst fake mustache, one of the worst fake mustaches I've ever seen and the big old beard. Oh, I love it. And- I love it, though. <laughs> but that's, th- those are those little things in yeah. this movie like because they're peppered all over the place that it's like it makes it feel weird yeah. and like more off-putting, but so... F- but I'm like, is that... Because this is comedy, horror, thriller. Is that the comedy part? Or was that just like... <laughs> I, or just really bad. But the funny thing about that is... Honestly, and, and I feel bad. Because like I feel like I brought this up a couple times. But like their budget was astronomical. They had a $3 million budget to make this movie. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre had $500,000. Yeah. $3 million That's, in the 80s for this movie. That was... I mean... Halloween was three hundred something thousand, so that's ten Just times the budget of wild. Halloween. Like, what did they spend the money on? That I, pig mask at the end, probably, <laughs> and the bumper stickers. It wasn't on the. It wasn't on the fucking the human bodies that they were hanging in the smokehouse because those things were so rubber. <laughs> I like when he's like holding one up with no arms, and it's got like. It's got where like the bone was supposed to have been pulled out, and I'm like, that looks like a butthole. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I oh man, no. See, you bring out the budget things, an interesting thing because like we talk about it all the time with like how like because we do a lot of indie uh, movies, and it's like it's really cool when you see a 
a low budget movie really make you think they spent a whole lot more money. We go back to the night house. The night house is a beautiful shot movie and it had like a 50 something thousand dollar budget. And you sit there and you watch this movie and you're like, it, it I, I was actually and how, yeah. how still like you bring that up now. And I'm just like, but how it's yeah. so like, I, I think I use that word masterfully yeah. like, put together and it's, accomplished. Yeah, it's one of those films that you edit the editing and you're like, how is this edited so well for this like little amount of money? And it, it's funny because this is in 1982. Like it's like, uh, like it's 1980 also. And you go, were they starting to do large amounts of cocaine yet? Because you see, <laughs> it's, you ever hear people, oh, you, you, like you ever hear street fighter budget. Yeah. You ever hear people talk about, uh, uh, Texas chainsaw tune. You go, you know how much cocaine was on the set of that movie and how much Dennis Hopper was doing? And you go, oh, okay, that's how they get him to do it. Also, I we're talking about uh, Dennis Hopper and uh, Texas Chainsaw 2. The chainsaw, I'm always down for a good chainsaw fight. And the, the chainsaw fight in this movie felt a little weird because, like, there the were... The sound lo- was still weird. It was like... yeah. Oh, and then like they use the same sound again. Yeah. <laughs> like you, what the hell was that? And if you watch it, because the I mean, obviously they're not gonna have two actors fighting with real chainsaws, but like you could tell the chainsaws were not for a bunch of the fight. And it was just I was like, man, but there was a couple scenes though that I was like, they went awfully close to that real yeah. human being. Yeah. <laughs> and like the cut didn't happen. Yeah. Like, anywhere near as soon as because you know it's coming because yeah they can't actually but i was like it made me actually think like when that guy was on the conveyor belt and it was his head was over i was like oh my god this scene is like not ending what is happening and then it finally <laughs> did, i was like oh you actually you <laughs> kind of scared me a little bit like oh my god <laughs> i i have to say when they find him with the chainsaw on his side is fuck another one that was like <laughs> like they just play it like they slow play it or they, they're just like kind of minimalize it. And it, I, I laughed at that scene because I'm like, the, he's like, Oh, 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 Oh. And which makes me laugh because you go back to what was it? Texas chainsaw three where that motherfucker gets chainsawed on the top of his head and is okay. After at the end of the movie, <laughs> <laughs> he like, he gets out of the swamp and it's like, it's that what the Ken Ken what's that guy's name? He was in uh, Dawn of the Dead and stuff like that. The black guy, and uh, he, I love him in that movie. But uh, the best part of Texas Chainsaw Three, though, by the way, is is Leatherface talking with the speaking spell, which is. <laughs> That is, is it in three when he, and it must be in two when he's like making sexual, constant sexual advances oh, yeah. with his chainsaw. Oh, That's yeah. in two, right? Yep. Two is okay. the, the, the scene where he's like, she's with Stretch, where she's sitting on the, like, uh, the pop thing, and he's got it in between her legs, and he's going up and down and up and down. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, ah! <laughs> she's like, it's the most, like, oh, okay, the, the, the chainsaw is, is Leatherface's penis. Okay, we get it. <laughs> but, Man, I uh, a good chainsaw fight in a movie will always bring me in because like things like this movie and Mandy, Mandy's. Uh, you, you seen Mandy again? I haven't seen Mandy. Oh, it's so it's, it's good. Art. Yeah, it's, it's a painting. It, it's I don't know. <laughs> it's seriously though. Like it's it is just like it's art for your eyes, and uh, it's so metal. It's the mo- one of the most metal movies I've ever seen. Yeah, and it's it's 
it it's just art i i would love to watch that one again just to like there's so many like weird random scenes in there that i was just like what is happening yeah <laughs> this that, is so cool i still think the f- most famous shot in that film is that red light when uh, when Nick Cage is in the car with like all the red yeah. light and he's got like covered in blood and he's got that just weird grin on his face and you're like you're like man I love the Nick, Nick Cage. Cage face yeah the Nick Cage I can't I had called him Nick oh, Cage but that's a wrestler but no the, his the, next movie we we have to just like well we'll just talk about it it's not horror but I can't wait to see it yeah it looks real good um I. I I, I want to know though how they came up with the idea of of burying people in the garden with like a giant drill. Like how how did they come up with? Okay, we need to fatten these guys up, and we don't want them to move. We're gonna bury them like fucking potted plants because I do. I have to say the pacing of this movie for like an hour and forty five minutes or so, or like uh, I think it says an hour forty seven minutes or whatever. I didn't mean to do that. Um, the the pacing of this movie, I really love how they uh, they kind of like slowly unveiled stuff in this film. Like you get the you get the him like capturing people at the beginning, and then you get like you get the heads, but the, you don't know their heads yet. You, you you kind of assume their heads, but you don't know, and then you figure out later, oh, that their heads, and that they had you know like like cut their vocal cords, and then like after that, you figure out the the hypnotizing them and it's just like they slowly unveil how nuts these two are and it's just not a like oh these people are like crazy it's 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 a good like pace or letting you know like not just like overwhelming you with shit it's just like slowly unveiling how nuts it's kind of like american psycho right where like this guy kind of seems like he's a, he's just this normal, you know, kind of stockbroker dude in American Psycho, and he's just killing people on the side. And this is like, oh, there's the, he's just normal uh, beef jerky salesman who, you know, the guy might be fucking his sister. We're not quite sure, but it's... Right? <laughs> Man! Well, who wants to stay in motel? She Hello. wants that. Yeah. She I I love I love that the guy has morals and won't have sex with a hot young blonde because they're not married while he's he's murdering and eating people like on face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's okay, what is that's what was her name? That was uh it was uh Terry, right? Nina Axelrod. That was the one who played her. Was that her? I think that was her. Uh, I think so. Yeah. And uh She's the one who like who gets like they're the first ones that they like kind of take out at the beginning of the film. Uh, uh, Vincent Smith's character, and like for some reason he decides to like save her, and because oh, I guess she's pretty, I guess. Uh, and then like kind of like they kind of take her in, and they're gonna get like she's like all about it and wants to marry the dirty old man, and then this dude just can't calm down, fucking killing people. He is like that that scene where they start getting suspicious of them where the 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 two women who one okay what do you think those two were doing I think were those two hookers they they kind of felt like they were hookers the ones that ran into the cows in the like like uh the fake cardboard cutout cows which, <laughs> which they were all too about like those cows look weird I'm like how can you tell those are cardboard cows <laughs> 
do you guys have do you think they were hookers was that that was my assumption i really the how they were talking and kind of everything like they it seemed like they were at some convention just like a business convention being hookers for the weekend i don't that's all it seemed like but they didn't say i don't know um this movie was very sexually forward as well like yeah. the penthouse magazines that everyone was reading and everyone was so like it, i just thought it went with the whole yeah genre like vibe of the the guy writing this movie was just horny the whole time he was writing it. So. Yeah. Well, it it kind of seemed like he was like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna get a third of the way in the movie, and then we're gonna put the 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 pretty girl in the lake, and like get Wait, her. How how long have they been doing this and getting away with it? That cop was really dumb because there. Was, yeah. Like he sh- shines his flashlight at the end, and there was like fifty cars in there. I was like, holy crap. This well, guy's been getting away with this forever. he's their brother. Yeah, exactly. Like, what in the world? <laughs> that And the sister was like going to tell him what the fuck they were doing like 20 minutes into the movie. They're having that picnic. And she's yeah, like, she's like, and the cigarette is. And he like Wham! punches his sister <laughs> in the stomach. You're like. She knows. <laughs> she knows how much that means to me. And I, I just love how like flip floppy the, the, the main blonde character is. She's just like. Oh, that checks out. Okay. Oh, she just tried to drown me in the lake. You have no idea how terrifying that is. But it's okay. It's like, okay. wait, what? <laughs> what? I'm huh? still going to marry into this family. It's fine. Yeah. How is that fine? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I feel like Terry was very horny because she just wanted that old man dick so bad that she was willing to marry him. Because she wanted to just bang him. Like, we're we're like coming right out of the like the the 70s. Like, in, this movie probably was shot in the 70s. In seventy nine, I bet. Um, yeah, and like you know that sexual revolution kind of thing. And this, it, it was like it was kind of like that older, like this guy is like not before marriage and all that stuff. And you're just like, but man, the pretty lady likes you, old man. You're not gonna have that happen all the time. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but he was so like, mm-hmm. but that that I don't know that almost added to his character for yeah. me because he was so confident and so charismatic. And he was also like, "Oh, you're a dime a dozen, pretty lady. Like, I I need to wait until we're married in order to have. Like, I don't know." Was, uh... So, I had to think. That means that man died as a virgin, doesn't it? Or it kind of assumes that, unless he had been. Unless you, he, he's been married a whole bunch of times and then makes them into sausages. <laughs> <laughs> Which, man, you can't I... put it past him. I I could not believe could not believe the sheriff couldn't didn't realize what was happening. I was like, how? I guess you're in the you know in 1980s, so people are disappearing. It's harder to tell where they're disappearing. But like you said, Josh, there are like 57 cars in this this little tiny pond. He, 57. This, this was the problem. This motherfucker like got way too cocky in this movie. He's like every ten minutes is like hijacking a fucking car and, and murdering a bunch of people. Man, like he wasn't like it was almost every night, right? It's well, not he's like get that. Meat in for their business. Yeah, exactly. He's selling it for two bucks a freaking pound, or or pretty much <laughs> the right? gift basket. But hey, hey, I, I have a. Vincent, I have an idea. You have this really nice inn. How about you actually use it as an inn instead of <laughs> murdering people? Because it, it doesn't seem like, it just seems like the inn is a front. Like, they don't seem like, they're always turning on the no vacancy sign. It's like, if you don't show up in the middle of the day, 
you're not ever going to like, they're not going to rent you a room because they're out causing like fucking chaos in the middle of the night. Right. They're like, okay, we got to, I, the, the, the sister is like, you know, cleaning up bodies and all that shit. And the, the, the brother is like setting traps and uh, doing whatever. I, I do like his, his traps. That motherfucker has got some good traps. He's got the bear. He put bear traps in the middle of the road. I guess he shot the, uh, the motorcycle at the beginning. He, uh, does the whole where the fuck do you get six wooden fucking cow statues <laughs> it's like from <laughs> that guy on tiktok that makes uh art or plywood cutouts and puts them all over town man th- <laughs> i was sitting there watching that and i'm like this it almost felt like looney tunes like right it felt like something like wiley coyote and the roadrunner would be doing putting like big wooden cows in the middle of the the yeah, road but- because of everything else and the audacity of them, just like just getting away with a a, a garden full of people that are yeah. still alive, and like you almost have to put your disbelief aside because of the yeah. comedy aspect of this. Because it's like, no, you just they they just do this, and yeah. her being his sister being so smart. You just said whatever she she's just smart. You have to believe this. I, <laughs> like there hasn't. There doesn't have to be an overabundance of like reasons yeah. why this is happening. It's just happening and it's fucked up. Here you go, have fun. I I want a prequel where they explain why the the meat inspector dude like was suspicious of them because like he got himself like like he was one of the survivors I think that were like in the zombies at the end, but like why was he so suspicious? It kind of made me think of uh Bob's Burgers in the <laughs> the very like it's yeah, one of the first episodes. Yeah, it's the first episode is like the uh, the inspector guy who thinks they're cannibals because of Louise. But I don't know if you've ever heard this. There was like the original idea for the concept was that they were actually cannibals. Like that was the concept that they had like, f- you know, like thrown out there that turned into Bob's Burgers. So like I, I did not know. Yeah, that. that so is th- very interesting. That's why that first episode's got that cannibal thing because of that original concept. They were, they were originally going to be like, I don't know if they were going to be selling human hamburgers that were, you know, human hamburgers. So there's another connection with uh, <laughs> Bob's Burgers here. My favorite, my favorite uh, uh, game with Bob's Burgers is playing. Which member of the Belchers is the most insane person in this particular episode? Because one of them's always batshit crazy, right? For like every single episode, and uh, yeah, uh, I I have to say, man, the 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 when they get out at the end, all the the people that were in the garden, I I love it because they're like they're. Uh, they weren't going for help. These motherfuckers came for revenge. And uh, Josh and I did a movie called uh, My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To. I was going to say the corduroy yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it had a very similar thing where they this guy was like locked up in a shed and he got out and he didn't try to go for help. He came back in and he, he was coming in for revenge. Yeah. And just like these people were. And it was the most zombie scene I think I've seen in a while in a film where it's like, they're like, ah, but they're not zombies. They're just got their vocal cords and they're like starved and you don't know what the fuck they were eating. But yeah, I, uh, that scene was wonderful. I did not expect it. And it was, uh, it was, I enjoyed it. Okay. And a couple of things I also want to talk about. The sheriff was really rapey and I really <laughs> didn't like that. Um, he, 
it was the 80s man where like you you like oh it's just some light rape and you're like like he was like put forcing himself on this woman and you're like what are you doing dude you're the sheriff and and you're like it that's one of those things of the 80s especially in this you go back to the 70s and when you go into comedies specifically that kind of stuff you're just like this is aged well and and a lot of that has just to do with like moral like consciousness of like society at this point. Like it's it doesn't like people are like, yeah, this isn't funny because of victims and stuff like that, right? Uh but you're like this sheriff, not only is he dumb, but like he's also like kind of like way too forceful. And you're like, uh, how did you not know your brother was killing people for 30 years? Um because he's just as fucked up. I do like I do like the sheriff's the biggest cannibal in the entire country because he just or the county because he just eats more people than anyone else in this whole fucking place. Ah, <laughs> uh, can what what are some other scenes you really really do enjoy in this film? I mean, it's there's a lot of it seems like stuff that just stands out. Um, I feel like I'm talking too much, and I want to make sure you can tell tell everyone how much you love this film. Oh no, you're good. You're good. Um, I think the if I remember correctly, because like I wa- I watched through it again yesterday, and uh, the scene where she's in the lake. Yeah. Does it not? And I can't. I could remember this incorrectly because I walked out during. But d- doesn't it get kind of hazy, like like very Voorhees esque? Yeah, or am it, I misremembering it, that? It kind of feels like yeah, when when he, Jason was drowned because they uh she the sister pops her own inner tube and then like starts pulling uh uh, mm. uh yeah. Terry underwater and then like is like above her like pushing her down and it's like <laughs> I'm like yeah that's a and it's funny because both these films came out in 1980 right Friday the 13th and this both came out and uh. It's that's such an iconic scene in Friday the 13th, right? Because it gives you Jason, but like, man, it is, uh, it, yeah, it's very, uh, it's one of those scenes where you're like, it's probably one of the more intense scenes in the entire film, right? Like, it's the sister, that's where I start to really think, uh, what are the sister's intentions? Like, you know, is she jealous? Is she boinking her brother? Is it just she doesn't want another person to be involved or like what are her intentions here? It's it's kind of a little bit confusing. She is just really fucked up. Yeah. But like uh, you, you know, would like, think like maybe she it's not necessarily she doesn't want other people involved since she wanted to drag her brother into it unless it's a family thing, you know, but yeah. like I think it's just a jealousy thing. I think she's really hot for Vincent <laughs> and how dare this person exist. I, I have to yeah, say, I think it's probably that too, but yeah, that again just goes to prove that she is this whole family's fucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, it also it was a lot of what like kind of ultimately screws them over because like her like doing it is her they the two are gonna get engaged and kind of set a lot of the dominoes for what was gonna happen in the end. Um I don't know how Terry woke up and was like, oh, I need old man dick. Like, she woke up from almost drowning and was like, I need old man dick. I need it. I need it now. She didn't want to wait. She's just like, I want to fuck this dude right this second. Um, and then she gets turned down and is like, 
She's like, what? Okay. Fuck out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> She's like, I've never been turned down before. What the fuck? <laughs> that was all. Yeah, it was a kind of that like, where that that like, that weird part of the film where it's like she's like the aggressor in that and he's just like acting like an innocent old man and he's not he's not innocent he's killed bunches of people but he still's got his morals right um i do laugh when the the fucking sheriff and then becomes a little like weird again where he breaks in while she's in the bathtub and just it's just like more like we need more boobs okay okay hang your boobs out now because he's gonna break into the he's (laughs) he breaks in he's like he's like he's like stares at him for a second and he's like turns his head he's, oh i'm sorry and it's like you were just trying to force yourself on her like two nights ago but uh <laughs> i do like him taking dude that scene i might have been the funniest scene in the movie where he's like let's go to the drive-in and he takes her to the movie and he goes to the spot where all the cars and people are just fucking and the 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 fucking lady is running around like in like like naked because he the sheriff calls them all out and he's like and then the guy's running around naked and they're just like i'm like that scene is like put the benny hill theme music to that scene and you're just gonna laugh your balls off the entire (laughs) (laughs) that scene that was probably my the the funniest scene in the whole film and that that movie made me giggle more than once i was like oh my god this movie the sense of humor is it, they do a really good job of like just balancing the dark and the like you know the the death and the the funny right they they do that because just because the tone of the film is just so ridiculous it's just like there really is a lot to enjoy this film and like I'm glad Shout Factory went out and did a a release of it because it is uh it's a great release the Blu-ray was looks awesome the the cover is with the pig and. It's a steel book too, so the steel book's fucking dope. So like, I was like, man, they did a good job. Shout Factory always does a good job with their releases. Cavity covers, yeah. clothing, did some shirts and stuff for yeah. it too. Yeah, I I cool. tagged I tagged Ken on that when they, I saw that. I'm like, Ken, look at this, and you were very excited. I think so. I love ah. like being a geeky horror person because there's so there's so many like cool places like just doing yeah. the stuff that we all love and giving us exactly what we want. And then we have to go like, ah, here, take my money. Ah, crap. <laughs> I can't buy Legos this month. I have to buy this shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, all that stuff. Yeah. It, it, they, they must do well. I've never, uh, the one thing that cavity colors did, did I want I really wanted to do was, uh, killer clowns from outer space. They have a whole bunch of that stuff. And, Man, I we gotta talk about that movie someday, Josh. I love that fucking movie. Killer Comes from Outer I'm Space down. is so I'm good. It's so good. Can I have a my little brother is like two and a half years younger than me, and I he was afraid of clowns as a kid, and I was like, Kurt, the killer clowns from outer space are coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just an asshole older brother, right? Because that's what older brothers do. So, um, <sighs> and horror lovers. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Very, very true. Oh man, Ken, I'm glad you picked this movie because, man, hey, I'm glad I it this was on my list of like, but I don't know if I would like Josh and I talk about it all the time. We we have like these like films that we've never seen for whatever reason, and this podcast is a good excuse to do it, like go and see stuff. Like 
Josh has seen stuff like Audition that he'd never seen before because of this and and stuff like I got him to watch Old Boy because I love Old Boy shit like that. Oh, oh Old I Boy is so it. good. Yeah, I I just it's so it, messed up. I also <laughs> oh, love yeah. having guests on because like I I just met someone yesterday that you know obviously my family and like other people I know don't enjoy horror at all or can't like they don't have the stomach for it or like they're yeah whatever yeah. but I just. To, to meet and surround myself with more people in the horror community and that just understand it and appreciate it on the levels that you and I do yeah. is like, it, it makes me happy to live in this world <laughs> to know. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not, it's not what, you know, the, the quote unquote, like normal or normies, I guess yeah. of the world that don't understand horror think it is. It's, it's so much more and it's not, you know, like we're, we're not twisted, gross people. We're we just understand it on a different level because it's it's funny too. It's super ridiculous, yeah. especially movies like this. It's just fun. It's a fun time. Yeah, it's it, it's that connection thing because I feel like anyone like like one of the what I, I really started hanging out in Kin Stream. It was she was playing uh this Happy's what what the fuck is that game called? The Happy's Burger Time Happy's. game. Happy's burger time yeah something or another yeah and it's a weird horror slash sim game and i'm like man and i had watched i had watched zeke play it a little bit but i was like man this this game is just out there and it was like you you get to uh you get to see like when you you hang out in someone's stream who's like a genuine streamer who is like doing and i mean genuine in like that being themselves you get to figure out real quick how cool people are and that's the kind of stuff that i like i was like ken is fucking dope and her stream's awesome and i like when then she's like embracing horror i'm like yes more more (laughs) people to come talk horror with so yeah it's it's actually really funny because i used to play like primarily horror games and i had like set scheduled days for horror and i got desensitized and i couldn't do it anymore i was like this is supposed to scare me and it doesn't so i had to stop and now like i'll go back and i'll play some stuff and i'm like oh shit like there's actually this is actually scary. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then I'll do it for a few days and I'm like, nope, I've lost it. It's gone now. <laughs> Gotta find something else. Well, that and that and you know, you horror games are actually a dime a dozen that are for yeah. quality, right? Like I went six months, a little over six months, probably like eight months on my stream just just playing horror games. And I like I went through so many that I was like Okay, and this then is I'm like, garbage. Yeah. Well, it's even that. It was like I was hitting all the really, you know, good ones that I hadn't played in some of that I had, and I'm like, now what? And that's the problem. Like, and now you get one of the cool games that came out recently called Poppy's Playtime, and it got yeah. fu- they're like selling <laughs> NFTs on it now. I'm like, God damn it, God yeah. damn it. Well, people got to make money, but I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've if, watched people play it, and it just, I don't know. I've tried, not yeah. very many. Yeah. It's just not scary. Yeah. You got to do the mortuary assistant demo. Yeah, I heard about that one. I think I watched you play some of that one. Oh god. Yeah. There's a lot, man. Like uh there's some ones I should I need to suggest and see if you ever hit them up. Like there was a I think it was a Russian developer who made a game called Summer 58 which was yeah. real real good and his other couple of games he made that were really high quality also and then but the guy broke from doing it for too long so Oh man. Yeah. Uh, it is always a good time though to talk about someone like with 
someone like you can who's who enjoys horror and loves these really like this is a like you know how you can tell someone that you enjoy something like when you go what do you want to come talk about and they pick something like this that's not it's not like a mainstream thing, right? Josh and I both I had not it. had not seen it. Like in it's uh, we watched a lot of horror, but like it was I, on my list though. Like I I started like adding to my uh, server, and it was already on there, so I didn't have to like go and find it or anything. Yeah. So like the fact that I already put my put it on an actual list and had it curated and there ready to go, I was like, fuck yes! Like that's, <laughs> that's what I love about this show because they're the, you know we're we're. Rod and I have uh, have like laundry lists of stuff that we need to see, like bucket list stuff, but also like the guilty list that's like, you haven't seen that, that people would say that. And we're just like, yeah, fuck you. I haven't seen it yet. Well, who cares? Right. But we're going to see it because of this show. And that's what that's the well, no, the main reason is I love you, Rod. Come on. I got to gush over you <laughs> every episode. But like uh, to that's that's one of the the better things about this show is that yeah. we actually get to ch- ch- boom we checked another one off the list Rod yeah. woo thank you so much ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ken and it was a blast and I'm so glad and so like it's getting late for you I, I know already but like this girl is like gonna be up at like five o'clock like doing eight people's worth of workouts and just like <laughs> being a go 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 I appreciate it so um. Yes, thank you. Thank yeah. you for coming thank on. You. It was thank you for and uh, Ken. So before we go though, please tell everyone, tell the pl- lovely people who listen where they can find you, all your stuff. Oh, uh, so you can find me on uh, twitch.tv slash continue and it's K-I-N-T-I-N-U-E. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter with the same at continue. Instagram is official continue. TikTok is continue. I've got all the branding pretty much down, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm YouTube is continued, but like, yeah, you can find me wherever I stream uh, at 7 a.m. Eastern every day, except for Saturday and Sunday. And uh, I post a lot of garbage on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. So her, st- say her streams are a lot of fun, a lot of friendly people. And man, she just went through and annihilated a bunch of Dark Souls games. And as I, I'm struggling with Elder Elden Ring, uh, she's real good at them. And man, you killed those games. You really did. And you, <laughs> like, as I get mad and yell at stuff, I'm just like, Ken just puts her head down and fucking does this shit, even when she gets like stuck, man. And it's just like, it's uh, it's always a fun stream, so... Yeah. Only boss left in Dark Souls 3 is Medeer, and it's never gonna happen. <laughs> that was the giant dragon thing, right? Wasn't it? The, yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I watched you go against that for a while. And I was like, oh, did I miss it? And I'm like, man, I, I had to stop a boss in Elden Ring today because I was dying repeatedly. And they're like, oh, you need to go power level. And I'm like, eh. And literally was power leveling at a thing that a giant ball tried to drop on you. And when it fell off a cliff, it you got 2,000 ruins which oh, are damn. souls and i was like okay <laughs> i'll do this for a while. <laughs> okay yeah go follow her and and uh, she does cool stuff like legos and all that shit so she's got a lot of variety in her streams always fun so and her community's dope also we are murder moose we have murder moose pod on twitter um we have murder moose.com <laughs> or the bots come and give josh lots of messages oh uh, yeah I've, you said i i put some captcha on there i've moved it over to a like dude 
it was embarrassing how slow our host was before and yeah. now it's like it just loads so okay <laughs> feels great Josh is Josh WRB on Twitch and Twitter and you go watch his drum streams on Sundays they're always fun and he's he's, he's with one hand he's still drumming um I'm Rod underscore Johnson everywhere Twitter Twitch and wherever else I don't know where else but that's all there so thanks for listening continue thank you so much for coming on again it was a blast you're a lovely people and we appreciate you so thank you for having me next time josh do you want to try to do x do you want to try yes okay let's we can find it i don't know how like i'll go i'll go try to watch it at alamo but i mean if you go watch it We'll go if we get it. We'll I, watch. I can't wait to see yeah. it. So I will. And if not, we'll it might go be hard in Calgary. But yeah, yeah. If not, we'll we'll tweet out what we're gonna watch instead. So, okay, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being here, Ken. And we will see you guys next time. And everybody, thanks for listening. Have a good night. And. <laughs>